Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Captain Joe here, and I'm going to read another one of Angie's reports that uh, she has typed up. Today is October 31st, Halloween. So um, this is going to be another short reading. Um, this is this comes from an anonymous eyewitness report. Um, is dated the winter of 1975, and we'll, uh, it is titled, It Felt Like My Bones Were Rattling. It was an extremely cold winter day in 1975 when I had my experience. I remember the year because I was 12 years old, and my dad had given me a youth 20-gauge single-shot shotgun. I wanted to go hunting really bad, but my dad wasn't a hunter. He was the pastor of Mountville Baptist Church at the time. He liked to fish, but he never did hunt. There were two men in the church named Ronnie and James, and they agreed to take me squirrel hunting one morning. James was an Apache Indian, and he always wore a big bowie knife on his side. I remember how cold it was that morning because, uh, because I was so new to hunting, that I had to wear my tennis shoes and two pairs of socks. I remember freezing, but I was so pumped to finally get to go hunting that I didn't care. I remember we went out, we went out Mountville, Hogansville Road until we got to a wooden bridge. Determined during interview, he is referring to Beach Creek. We crossed the bridge parked on the right side of the road, walked across the road and crossed the bridge to enter the woods on the left side of the creek. The creek back then was about eight foot wide and deep. The plan was to walk down the creek for a while and then turn around and walk back out. We'd been walking for a while and I had about 10 to 12 squirrels in my backpack. The guys would walk ahead of me and shake vines or whatever, and I would shoot the squirrels. We were walking along when James suddenly stopped and said, Y'all stop. I will be right back. James walked up to a pine thicket, and I asked Ronnie what was going on, and he said, We are being stalked. I figured it was some kind of setup to try to scare me since it was my first time hunting. But then a limb came through the trees and landed behind us. First I thought maybe it had fallen. But then I realized it had actually slid when it hit the ground and pushed up leaves. A falling limb is not going to slide across the ground. James was still up there and he kept stopping and looking as he walked back to where we were. James led us to a tree that had fallen across the creek, and I remember him saying we could hear a low chatter and breathing, so we needed to cross over to put the creek between it and us. I remember him saying that specifically because I wanted to know what it was. We started walking back to the truck when we heard something coming down through those woods that sounded like a tank, and it jumped into that creek. The splash was so loud, it sounded like a car had fallen fallen into the creek. It was as if he was intentionally smashing stuff just so we could hear him. I could hear it wading around in the water. 
and I could tell it, it was on two feet walking around. Then I heard it jump from the water to the top of a five, five to six foot embankment and it grunted when it jumped. Ronnie was just standing there speechless and James pulled out his knife. All of a sudden, a 30-foot-tall cedar tree just started shaking back and forth, and that thing let out a howl that I cannot explain. It felt like my soul left my body. It felt like my bones were rattling. James grabbed the squirrels I had, sh I had shot and tossed them on the ground and told me to head straight for the truck, and he would keep up the rear. He told me to throw my gun in the back and get inside the cab quickly. As soon as I hit the road, that thing screamed again, and Ronnie and James came running out of the woods. Then a large rock landed in front of the truck. Ronnie jumped in the driver's side and said, What was that? I believe James said it was a Nick Inla Ina, Ine. But I couldn't, but I can't be certain. I was just so scared I barely heard what he said. We drove off. We were so upset that Ronnie drove all the way to Bass Crossroads and we took Highway 29 back to LaGrange. They would not even turn around and drive back over the bridge to go home. Whatever it was that morning stayed on the high ground until it jumped into the creek hearing it walking in the water and then grunt when it landed on the, bank and bank on the bank traumatized me. It sounded like a tree fell when it landed. I served in the Air Force and went into, and went into some crazy places. I became an avid sportsman and always did a lot of fishing and hunting. I've walked up on rattlesnakes, bears, moose, and lots of other things that will scare you to death. But I have never had anything scare me and traumatize me like that experience did. <clears throat> Even now, when I think about it, the hair stands up on my arms. I've sat on this story for 47 years. And this is the second time I have shared it outside my kids and my parents. My dad did try to talk to James and Ronnie about what happened that day, but they wouldn't talk about it. All James would say is, whatever your boy tells you happened that day is what happened. I tried to go back to that location and just face my fears and walk into the woods there. But I just cannot do it. To this day, I am still traumatized over what happened that day. And uh, anyways, in Angie's re uh, re uh, typed up report... She uh, included a, a map that shows the Mountville Hogansville Road. Um, anyways, excellent report, Angie. Thank you for posting that up on the uh, Sasquatch Encounter Brigade podcast page on Facebook, where you can go uh, check out um, a lot of information that we share and some of our original uh, content. Anyways, thank you for listening to me reading this off um and uh what a very interesting story um i hope you all enjoyed it